Hello and welcome to this episode of the AF Mentors podcast. This episode is about a few things that have come up from accountability calls, which if you're not an AFM member, you probably don't know what they are. So they are essentially your check-ins and they allow you to talk about your business, what is working, what isn't working, to come up with some tweaks, to offer some perspective, to encourage you if you're feeling a little bit demotivated and as the name suggests, to keep you accountable to what you said you were going to do. They are absolute gold for your business. And something that's come up a fair amount recently, or a discussion point, is retention. And I have two schools of thought about this. I've spoken about retention before, and I think it can be a very useful tool. But... And okay, so to give that side of the argument, (laughs) bear with me, please. There's a stat that flies around and it's something along the lines of that it costs X amount more to pick up new clients than it does to retain the ones that you currently have. Now, obviously, (laughs) this quote has slightly less impact because I can't remember the exact cost, but that's because it's kind of half made up, right? There isn't an exact cost because it's different for everyone's business. And more to the point, how you run your business and what your business does will impact how important retention is for you. So to put this into context, some businesses are more likely to have higher rates of retention than others. One case study that I was listening to this week was about an app that helps people with their insomnia. A side note here did you know that it's commonly a commonly used treatment for insomnia is sleep deprivation? Interesting, right? And I guess it kind of makes sense in that you don't want to be spending all that time in bed. I guess their whole argument was if you're not sleeping till 1am anyway, you may as well not go to bed until 1am. And then you're improving your sleep efficiency. Anyway, back to my point. The CEO was asked about retention because this is one of like the fundamental things about business. Most of the time people are asking you how long, you know, what, what about retention rates? And he said that given that the aim of the app was to cure people from insomnia, the aim is not retention. It's almost the opposite. And that's okay. So depending on what your niche is for coaching and for your coaching business, retention might not be up there with an important thing to consider. And if someone is coming to you for fat loss, they might lose the fat successfully, learn how to maintain it and then move on. Or they might stay for maintenance and they might stay for all of the other things like the accountability, the support, the community that you've created. But you could very much run a very successful business helping people lose weight and then moving on with their lives, which means that they won't stay with you. Another example might be if your goal is to help people with their relationship with food. If you do a good job, they will move on because they no longer have the problem that you're supporting them with. So don't always think that retention is the best tool for measuring how successful your business is. It might be very useful to your profit margin, but I know that anyone who's listening to the AF Mentors podcast cares about the impact they have, not just the profit. So successful coaching isn't necessarily about keeping your clients for as long as possible. 
And it works really well for some businesses, for some people, but it shouldn't be a generalized metric of success. So for example, Katie's coaching business, who's on AF Mentors, is largely based around an incredible community that she's created who enjoy her live workouts and who never want to leave. And her retention rate is incredible. And her business model leads to this like longer client life, right? People stay with her longer because of the way that she's created her business and really because of what people are getting out of her business. If you look at another example of one of the members of AFM, Alicia, her coaching is based around helping people lose weight for IVF. So success there is likely going to look like weight loss and then successful IVF, hopefully, and then moving on. And sure, like some might stay, but they're probably the outliers. Really, your business is based on what is a relatively short term or at least time constrained period of time. So my point is, all businesses are different and thus the measures of success should be different too. So if you're looking at your retention and it's not good, that's not to say ignore it. It might be something that you need to work on, but it also might not be. So question it. And this again, this is what accountability calls and talking about your business are really important for. So if you're like, actually, my whole business is based around getting people to lose weight for a certain procedure. So of course, my retention isn't going to be that long. Now you could, if you wanted to, build another arm to your business, which is a maintenance arm or which is a pre and postnatal arm or which is a more community based arm. But you also might say, no, this is what I want to focus on. This is my business. I know that people won't stay with me for years and years and years or that most people won't. And I'm okay with that because this is these are the people I want to help and this is the service I'm providing. It doesn't have to be the same as everyone else's. In fact, it's better if it's not. So you can learn a lot from other businesses, business met- metrics and I guess um, methods of running businesses But coaching, I think, is quite unique. And I probably think it's unique because it's what I do. And so I can see the differences here. But what you need to know is when to apply the kind of more generic business information and when not to. So an example of that might be you don't work with customers. It kind of cringes me out when other business mentors talk about customers and client value and things like that. Like, You don't work with customers in the same way that Tesco does. Your customers are your clients. You have a much more important and deeper relationship with them than someone who's buying a product from you. And any good coach is invested in their clients' results, not just in their profit margin. You probably, a lot of you anyway, don't actually want lifelong clients. I don't want lifelong clients. Some some might stay for longer, but some might get results, education, applied information, and then leave because they know what they're doing now and they don't need that support anymore. And my aim is always to leave people better than I found them. That's always the goal for all of my clients. And it's pretty awesome to know that if you've spent six weeks with me or six months with me, that hopefully... I've managed to have a positive impact on you for the rest of your life. Like that impact is one of my core fundamental business values. 
So if your business model or your niche or the product you or the service you provide doesn't lend to retention, then don't feel like you're doing something wrong. Just make sure that you're measuring your business success on the outcome that you actually want to create and don't get, um, what's the whole saying about like, if you judge a fish on how well it runs, then it looks like a crap fish. (laughs) Pretty sure that's not the saying, but it's something along those lines, right? Okay. The second thing that came up was, do you ever worry about giving too much away and then people won't pay for coaching because they already have the information? And to answer this in a word, no, I don't. I've built my whole business on giving away free information. People don't want information. They want applied information, applied to them. That's what people pay for coaching for. If you want a calorie target, you can go to Google. If you want a workout, you can go to Google. There is so much free information out there. If you want behavior change, you go to a coach. If you want someone there applying that information, and if you want to take a bit of a shortcut so you don't have to sift through all the bullshit information that's there, then you go to a coach. And there's a saying that you are what you do, not what you say you'll do. And knowing what to do and actioning it are two very distinct things. And this is something that's become really evident to me. I mean, I think it's quite an obvious thing, but I think that it's become even more clear to me the more of this behaviour science research that I do. Because to get results, you don't just need to know what to do, you need to do it. And there's a mismatch there. And that's the art of coaching is getting someone not just to know what to do, but to actually do that. And using some of these insights and methods from behavioural science and observing how people respond in different situations. And this whole area focuses on actions, not intent, which is actually what drives results. You have to take the action, surprisingly enough. But using these insights is, in my opinion, far more useful than just giving out information. It's essentially figuring out why you aren't doing the things that you say you will do. And one of the most important findings from the whole of like behavioral science research is fundamentally that information on its own is rarely enough to change behaviors. This is why things like telling people just to move more and eat less does not work. Anyone who's been a coach for more than five minutes will realize that. That's essentially why we have jobs, because behavior change is hard. Just being told it's a calorie deficit will not work. It doesn't work. You have to identify and break down the barriers that people have put up. You have to help people change their environment And you have to frame information in a way that nudges people to the choices that that you want them to make or that they want to make, really, that are in line with the goals that they're working towards. That's what good coaches do. Setting the calorie target is like the least important part. That literally just has to be sensible. And in fact, generally, the physiology isn't actually as important as what most people think changing behaviors is where the magic comes in. 
So back to my point, can you give too much? No, I don't think so. Partly because of this application of information that people need. And also something that I think I've only really realized in hindsight, because like I said, I've built my whole business off giving out free information and a hell of a lot of free information. But the law of and I can never say this word, reciprocity, the law of reciprocity. Yes, well done me. When people receive something, they will feel compelled to return that favour. And I can't emphasise how influential this is. And this is also why you never really have to worry about giving too much. And sometimes I don't really like talking about this because it feels a little bit like you're saying oh, I only give stuff so I get something in return. And I don't really think of it like that. I don't think that's how it works. This is just human nature. It's basically like, I want to give back to someone who has given to me. And I think that's like a really beautiful human trait. And it's also one that works really well, generally, for our society. And it means that your whole marketing approach can be based around giving which is really, really nice. And a percentage of the people that you give value to will want to give back to you by investing in your coaching. And a percentage will, I like to think anyway, just simply pay it forward. They got value from you, so maybe they'll give value to someone else. And again, I will get messages from people saying that maybe they've listened to the podcast and they've got great results. And I love hearing that. Like you can sit back and feel good about the fact that you're leaving someone that little bit better than when you found them. But to be honest, they're a rarity. There will be people who follow the information and can get great results without ever having coaching. But most people need some coaching to apply that information. And the people who don't, that's great. They can go on their way and they can thank you and they can pay that value forward in some way. But most people who get value from your content at some point, in some way, will want to pay you back. And they will usually do that via paying for coaching with you. And so don't be afraid to give out too much free information. Make sure that information is of value though, because you can give out a hell of a lot and spend a hell of a lot of time. And this comes back to knowing your niche, knowing what's really going to be useful to people, as opposed to just putting out more and more generic stuff that actually people could just Google this stuff. Has to be applied to the people that you're really trying to help. But it's not the individual application. That's where the coaching comes in. So if you need any help growing your business, a business that you love based on the values that are important to you, then you're in luck because you're in exactly the right place. And that's exactly what we do. And you can head over to afmentors.com or if you want to have a chat to me about signing up, go to at afmentors on Instagram. That's probably the best place to contact me. And if you want to do the free business review, you can do that at afmentors.com and I will shoot you an email with a little bit of feedback. 